the blast from our past network. Ninja? What the hell are ninja? They're a secret Japanese society expert in the art of assassination. This is the most ridiculous story I've heard in my life. Are you telling me that my other four men were abducted by these same ninja? Yes, sir. But why? Are they working for the Russians, the Libyans, or what? We don't know, sir. Shit. I guess I'll have to alert the ambassador. Uh, sir, if you give us a few more days, I'm sure we can come up with something. Can you? We do have a lead, sir. Okay. You got one week, but I don't like it. Talking Back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. With me is co host, Dean. Hey, Dean. Hey, Tim. Welcome, everyone, to month three of us getting our ninja on. We are getting it on hard. Are we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're going hard in the paint. <laughs> hard in the paint, exactly. No fadeaway jumpers. We're going straight to the hoop with these ninjas. That's basketball talk for anybody who doesn't, doesn't know what that yeah. means. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So this month, hello, happy Monday, first of the month Monday to everybody. Here's uh, your stability is back, your ninja episode. <laughs> Number three on our list of 12 ninja movies is American Ninja 2, The Confrontation. Now, this was a movie. This was a movie. What happened to one? Why, why, why didn't we cover American Ninja the first? Well, I don't think I've seen them all. Um, four is my favorite. Okay. And I just like went online for the consensus of which one was the best. And oh, okay. the consensus wow. was two was the best. So wow. I was like, let's do it. We don't have okay. to do the first one. Look, last month we did the first one. I wanted to do the second Ninja movie. We did the first one. I don't need to make that change this time. Okay. Yeah. This time it's two. It's two. We're doing two. If this is the best, I'm I'm probably not watching any of the other ones. Well, this was the best, the consensus the best. I I okay. think four is better than this one. Okay. Um but I'm yeah, I'm with you in not watching anymore. <laughs> <laughs> A little rough. This one's a little rough. It's a little rough around the edges. Uh, it's a little rough around the edges, yeah. We'll get there. Very yeah. unique movie. Very unique. I was very surprised, and yes. uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. I'll say that much. Okay, that's good. I am very happy sometimes, especially with these ninja movies. I watch them on my own. Um but usually for the podcast, I watch movies with my wife. But for these ninja ones, I've been watching them on my own. I'm very happy she decided to watch this one with me because we did have fun. That's for sure. We had a great time. Oh, there's yeah, there's lots of fun to be had. Yeah. But I don't know. 
Maybe, Dean, one day you and I will get together and we'll watch four. I'd be down for that. Because, do you know who's in four? I saw. I saw on the yeah. poster, yeah. Mega hunk David Bradley from Cy- Mega hunk, Cyborg yeah. Cop. Yeah, Whoa. he's also in three. Yes, he is in three. And I think he's also yeah. in five, if I believe. Oh, I didn't know there was a five. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, dude, put David Bradley and Michael Dudikoff together in a movie? Whoa. I mean. Look out. Scratch Michael Look, scratch Michael Dudikoff off there and put in uh, whatever Peter Jason, whoever this guy is. Peter Jason, who's 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 Jackson in this movie? What's his name? No, Peter Jason is a different guy. <laughs> who was Jackson? What the what's hell that guy's are you talking name? about? He, Steve James, the guy who played Jackson Steve in this James. movie. Steve James. Okay, Peter Jason and Steve James is basically the same name, so I was on the right tra- track. Um, Steve James rules. Put him. Put him in a movie. Steve James is great. I mean, yeah, sure. Okay, put put David Bradley, Michael Dudikoff, Steve James in a movie. Yes, look, yes. Look out, ladies. Look out. Look out for look that out. one. That's yeah. all I'll say. Look out. Now, this movie was released in 1987 with a budget of only $350,000, and this film grosses $4 million. So I would just say I thought that's excellent work on a very tight budget. Yeah. And an excellent return. That is an excellent return. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This was a Canon film. So I think they'd have to be pretty happy with 4 million. That, that would be a success for them, especially only spending 350,000. Jeez. For sure. Jeez. Now directed by Sam Furstenberg, who we talked about on our cyborg cop episode. I enjoyed what he was doing on cyborg cop. And he was doing more of the same here on American Ninja 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, there was no surprises. No. Nothing true. really yes. changed. It was like, no. this is how this guy directs movies. Yeah. It's not going to win an Academy Award. It's not going to win your heart. No. But you're going to enjoy yourself while you watch it. It's going to get the job done. Yeah, damn right. And I mean, really... When you're asked to direct a movie, that's what you want to do. You want to get and the, the number job one done. thing you need to do is direct it. Yeah. When the producer sits you down, they're like, hey, Sam Furstenberg, <laughs> do you think you can get the job done? And he's like, oh, fuck. <sighs> Have you seen Cybercop? Dude, <laughs> I can get the job done. I can get it done. Cool. You're in. You're in. <laughs> we need a go-getter like you. Now written by James Booth and Gary Conway. And interesting tidbit here. James Booth also wrote the ninja movie Pray for Death, which we are going to be covering okay. later on in our walkthrough. That was our okay. list, our listener uh, suggested movie that we're going to be covering. Uh, shout out to Corey for submitting that one and winning. Corey, you're a winner. Corey's he's a winner. We'll see. We haven't seen we haven't seen the movie. Well, he he won he won the uh, okay. Um, get your your uh, suggestion chosen for a walkthrough. So he's a, he's already right. a winner. So he's he's already a winner. Can't lose at that. Right. Um, and then we'll see when we watch the movie if he wins at that as well. Yes, exactly. Then we'll see. Okay. I trust. I trust in Corey. Oh, me too. Well, Big time. But I mean, we mentioned it on our um, ninja. Um, let's go to Ninja School over on Patreon. 
Uh, check out <laughs> check out Patreon um, if you want all the best content from us that you can get. But we basically shared over there that there is actually a lot of listener suggested content that is going to get covered. Yeah. Because people yeah. people were suggesting things I actually already had on the list. Um, but when it came down to let's choose uh, the purest idea that fits within what we're kind of going through going for in this walkthrough, uh, Corey's suggestion was the best fit. So he, he won the trophy and then everybody else got ribbons. Um, but, but we're covering a lot of the listener stuff and then the listeners who didn't get uh, their ideas in here, I'm going to keep in my back pocket because I'd like to cover those at another time as well. So perfect. I want to make everyone happy is what I'm trying to do here. It's true. You're a people pleaser. I'm very excited to get to uh, a pray for death. Very excited. Yeah, it's near the end of things, but uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. Cool. Now, music by George S. Clinton. Now, he did the music for Cheech and Chong's Still Smoking. Are you a Cheech and Chong fan? That's just something that's never come up between us. It's never come up between us because I would say my... Cheech and Chong knowledge is very limited. I, I I don't think I know enough to say that I'm not a fan. I yeah. just don't know really about them too much. Okay. I think Cheech and Chong Up in Smoke is a pretty great movie. And okay. I think everything else kind of falls off for me. Yeah. And okay. even to the point where there is some real weird stuff that they do. The, yeah. There's a movie called The Corsican Brothers. I don't know what the fuck I was watching. No clue. <laughs> Excellent. No clue. Excellent. Uh, George S. Clinton, he also did the Austin Powers trilogy. And hey, hey, that's something. And he did uh, Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat Annihilation. So he's done some stuff. Okay. Okay. I really dug his choices in this movie. He single-handedly changed the vibe of this movie. Yeah. With with what he, he decided to do. 100%. Um, there are his, like his go-to song when it means like action is coming, um, fucking rules. It actually rules. <laughs> it gets me excited. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe we're thinking of different things. Are you thinking of the steel drums? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I think so. It's like, okay. Whenever like a big fight scene pops off, yeah. um, and you're expecting something really intense. Yes. He flips it. Oh, and it's like yes. steel drum. Like drink a pina colada on the beach, and it turns a little bit goofy, and it it turns from like a rated R action movie that you shouldn't be watching to a movie that is completely suitable for a twelve year old. Yep, it, exactly. It's um, so that wasn't what I was thinking, but yes, like so. What I was thinking was like the one that like gets you ready. It's just like dun to dun dun to dun and it sounds like that's as soon the warm up. That that's start... the warm up. Yeah, and then the, the warm up. The, yeah. fight, the fight sequences. It's like now, now bring in the bring in the uh, the steel drum band. Yeah. Now have some fun. Now uh, let's let's uh, change the mood here. This one's for all you kids out there. <laughs> it's fun watching people get kicked in the face. So I was really into that. I was really into those two types of music. Sometimes there was music happening. When there was like supposed to be some sort of serious scene, and it was really goofy music, and that yeah. threw me off a bit. Well, that's, that, it that's threw me vibe. a bit. I know, I know. Um, 
like the action worked for me because the action's fun, but it would be like when they were talking about something and then it would just be this weird, the, the music distracted me sometimes. Sometimes in some of the like dialogue scenes, it distracted me, but mostly I was very positive on it. Well, this is my point is that if you have a different, you know, composer doing the music, yeah, they make very different choices in those scenes. Those scenes are meant to be serious. You you should yeah. have serious music in those scenes, and therefore yeah. the the movie itself as a whole would come off with a much more serious vibe. This guy's like, I like Goofy, and I think while people are being punched in the face and thrown off of staircases, great. We should have fun with the music and make the fight sequences fun. And I was not expecting that. No, <laughs> and it, like. I mean, it it worked. The movie also would have worked with a different type of score. Yeah. But that's why I say, like, he single-handedly changed the vibe of this movie with his decision to kind of go goofy. Yeah, you're right. And he and he has it, like, in his control. Um, yeah. So, like, at, at any point, he can flip it on you with just the music that he's choosing. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it was basically, like, picture this. There's, like, a standoff in a bar. You've got, like... Yeah. 10 thugs against like six Marines and it's all very tense. And then the steel drum band kicks in like, and meanwhile, they're just beating the shit out of each other. Throwing each other through chairs and tables off balconies. It's so fucking weird. I was so weird. I was totally into it. I was yeah. totally in. that was soon, that was really the the best part that that scene you're talking about I think is the best part yeah I think the greatest thing that I got from this movie is that it is the perfect movie for a 12 year old Tim that is exactly what I said when it ended this is exactly what I said to my wife I was like okay I get it I get that you know what we just watched wasn't too great but if I was 12 I would have loved this movie and then I would have been, it would have been one of those things where you watch it when you're 12, like a hundred times. Yep. And then when you turn 30, you're like, oh, I got to watch uh, uh, American Ninja 2. That movie's awesome. And then you yeah. throw it on, you're like, uh, not so good. <laughs> I would have told all my friends about it. I would have bought the VHS. Exactly. I would have watched it yeah. like every chance I could. It's, it's yeah. the perfect kids movie. It's a perfect kids movie. Yeah. Now... Uh, great cast. We've already mentioned Michael Dudikoff, a pretty big name in B-action movies. American Ninja 1 was his breakthrough role. And Dean, he had zero martial arts training when he starred in this movie. Okay. And American Ninja 1, no training. This movie, no training. Okay. So I would say he does a great job in the movie, but his lack of training is is quite apparent. Yes, I would, I would say he does a great job for someone who has no training. He's very but he's very athletic. Yes. And that got him very far. Yes, but his his fighting moves do not really look like someone who knows what they're doing. No. But <laughs> the movie is jam-packed with fight scenes. So yeah. what ends up happening is a lot of the same moves get recycled through the scenes, which I thought was, you know, a little bit unfortunate. Like you look at the last Ninja movie we covered, Ninja from 2009, those yeah. fight scenes were all very unique, uh, very different choreography. 
you could tell they were trying not to double up on the same moves. They tried to make everything very unique, very yep. different, very special, tried to have fun with everything. Um, that kept that movie very like fresh and interesting for the fight sequences. This yeah. one, there was just so much fighting that they couldn't help but recycle stuff and, and they did recycle stuff. And I kind of like kind of knew it was going to come. Yeah. In that movie last month, um, it, when they were fighting, when we were watching fight scenes, everyone looked like they were trying to hit the other person. And in these fight scenes, everyone looked like they were trying to not hit the other person. They're trying yeah. to like not hit them too hard. You know, you could like really see punches being pulled in this where like that's a huge difference from last movie where they were like, we were like, I think people actually got hit. You know, I think people were actually taking blows. And then this one, it's like, wow, you can just really see them holding back and trying not to hit each other. Remember a couple episodes ago to my um, uh, rant and cyborg cop about when the I think it was the like Marines were running into the compound and I said it looked like you and me and our our friends right. doing it. Yes. yes. Because they didn't know what they were doing, but they were trying really hard. Yeah. That was this entire movie. Yes. <laughs> That's what I got from it. So many I, I'm not complaining. I, I just want everybody to know I'm not complaining. Yes. I'm just saying that's no. what this was. It's fun. It's a fun time. But there were so many characters where I was like, that's somebody's brother or nephew <laughs> that they just got to come on the movie. Oh, hell yeah. Because they don't know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. We'll get to some of that. Oh, some of that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, another great, you know, addition to the movie that we mentioned before, Steve James. My goodness. Uh, another shit. recognizable face in 80s action movies. He was in American Ninja 1, American Ninja, Ninja 2, and American Ninja 3. He was in the movie The Exterminator. He was in The Delta Force. And he was actually one of the baseball furies in The Warriors. Ah, cool. That's uh, Yeah, that, that one, I was like, oh, that's very cool. That's very cool. Yeah, uh, Steve James was uh, my favorite part of this movie. Uh, absolutely loved this guy. He's he's ripped. He like when he was doing when he was doing moves, it was like, oh, he knows what he's doing. Like he was so sturdy on his feet. He was so strong, and I like I liked his fighting the most in the movie. Oh yeah, he was definitely. I mean, I, he wasn't my favorite, but I could easily see anybody choosing him as their favorite. He was great. Yeah. Now Gary Conway who was one of the writers. He was also in the movie. He was the bad guy. He was the lion. Okay. Leo the lion, who was one of the worst villains I've ever seen in a movie. He struck zero fear in my heart. Zero. He's uh, horrible. He, he looks horrible. He, his plan? I liked his plan. We'll get to his plan. That was, that was very cool. But he's not, he's not scary at all. No. But anyways. Uh, we'll get to his plan. Yeah, we'll get to his plan. But uh, yeah, not menacing and... Um, and terrible... Uh, kind of a... Terrible wig. Yeah, kind of a wiener. Definitely. Yeah. The only thing like menacing about him is his plan. Yes. But everything else is just like, this guy, this guy, is, he's a golfer. He's like, he should be a golfer. He's a golfer. <laughs> or yeah, a he's caddy. A golfer. Maybe not even a golfer. Maybe just a caddy. Yeah. And and his plan is menacing, but his execution is poor. Yeah, I mean he's doing the best he can as a caddy, trying to take over <laughs> right. the world. But right. what I wanted to say is, he was also in a movie from 1958. So he's got a few writing credits. He's got 
more okay. more acting credits. And I, I only wanted to say this because get a load of the title of this movie that he was in. Okay. The saga of the Viking women and their voyage to the waters of the great sea serpent. Uh I think we have to cover that, yeah. Tim. Patreon, here here comes that movie. I think okay. we gotta cover that. Gotta cover that. Sounds great. I mean, it sounds terrible, Dean. Oh. I think that's what I meant by great. Yeah, I think I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> I also meant that's what I meant by terrible as well. It was great. <laughs> right. We we were talking about the same thing. Okay. There's certain movies, American Ninja yeah. 2, the confrontation included. There's a fine line between terrible yes. and great. And it you can very easily jump back and forth those uh, between those lines in the movie. Exactly. And then by the end, you're like, yeah, that was terribly great. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You, by the end, you can be like, um, I don't know, one out of five. But then you like someone could be like, well, what about four out of five? And you'd be like, OK, yeah, I guess I could see that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's one <laughs> out of five. I give it one out of five. Do you recommend me watching it? Oh, absolutely. I can't. <laughs> I couldn't recommend this more. Are you? Are you 12? Yeah. Or then for sure. Or were you once 12 and are you trying to recapture the feeling of a 12 year old? Right. Are you trying to be 12 again? Yeah. In that case, yes. Are you a mature adult who takes things way too seriously? This movie is not, not for, for you. you. Not no. for you. No. Don't check this one out. Now we start off the movie. We're cruising down a mountain highway. We're following three people on motorcycles. I thought some really great first-person camera shots here. Mm -hmm. um, very nice scenery as we're like we're on the edge of like a mountain. You can see the ocean beside it. The engines are ripping. Uh, I liked it a lot. Now these guys get to a bar, and they couldn't look more dorky. Nope, it was embarrassing. It really is. And they're marines. It's really funny. They're Marines. They're Marines. Um, they're going to like a club and it just feels like the three dorks who've never been to a club going yeah. to a club and being like, hey, let's do it tonight. Let's let's go to a club tonight. And they're just out of place. Oh, so out of place. A large, greasy man who looks like he's vomited on his own shirt picks a yep. fight with them. Yep. They uh, tell him that they're Marines and they don't want trouble. But a fight goes down anyways. One of the Marines goes and hides around the corner as his buddies get beat up. I thought that was weird. Then mm -hmm. this greasy dude lets two ninja in from the back room and they take the two Marines. So cool. I was very much not expecting ninja to show up at this bar. I, I thought that was kind of neat. I'm like, a, a very early taste of the ninja. Yeah. Early taste of the ninja. I like them being there. I just... Cooler reveal would have been nice instead of just like hiding in a closet and then like you and me in a ninja costume walking out and grabbing people and pulling them away. Like they just felt very normal. I want like do this, but like have them like drop from the ceiling or something, you know, just something surprising would oh, have been sure. a little bit better. For sure. Yeah. Drop from the ceiling, appear in a ball of smoke. Yeah. Uh, you're not getting that on this budget. No. <laughs> they are just no. walking out of a storage closet. And they're just regular, like, they just look like they're regular guys walking out of that closet. I mean, they're just all in black, you know? They got... True. They did that. They did that part. They wore the costume. Which we all know isn't all that accurate because they didn't really dress like that. Yeah. But it's okay. It's okay. 
Now, the greasy guy, he goes over to the Marine that was hiding and says, you did good, Tommy. Mm. Now, that was a very quick intro to the movie, but what did you think? Um, Actually, pretty on board with the intro. Uh, It's it sort of... Uh, like even starting with the bike stuff, the bike stuff, like you said, it's really good. I, I enjoyed the bike, you know, driving in on, on the motorcycles, coming to the, coming to the bar and then having like a, having sort of a double cross right away. Like this Tommy guy obviously brought them there and then like hid. They're yeah. not really, not really telling you very much. You're just kind of, you're kind of having to figure it out on your own. And so I did like that. I, I could kind of tell it's like, okay, it's, it's like, it's going to be maybe one of those movies where they didn't spend a lot of time making sure that everybody understands, you know, what's happening, but it's going to be there and it's just going to be there for you to like pull out. So I was into it. I was just like, yeah, B movie having fun into it at this point. Yeah, me too. I think if you want a better reveal for the ninja, have the Marines just like walk up to the bar and have the ninjas, the one on the motorcycles ripping to the bar yeah. to r- arrive just in time to like drag them off or something. That would have been better. way better. Yeah. Yeah, way also cheesy, but would have been way better. Yeah, they're hiding in a closet and they just need someone to open up the closet so they can walk out. Now we see a plane land. We hear steel drums that kicks in right away. So you just you never know what kind of scene you're going to get. This is a scene right. that deserved the steel drums. It was like a very pleasant, relaxing scene. So because of the steel drums, I, I assume they want us to believe that they're in the Caribbean somewhere. Yeah. Now we see our stars, Michael Dudikoff, who's playing Sergeant Joe Armstrong, and Steve James, playing Sergeant Curtis Jackson, get off the plane in full army gear, looking very decorated. Yep. Someone is watching, sees them come off, grabs a phone, and says it looks like the American replacements have arrived. Oh. The The plot thickens. Uh, definitely. Yeah. So they get picked up by that guy that hid during the fight, Tommy and his friend. Bad news. Yeah, that's bad news. And, and his friend. Bad news, Tommy. They're taken to the Marine base where they meet the CO, Wild Bill. Now this Marine base feels a lot more like spring break in Fort yep. Lauderdale than it does a military ins- installation. Yeah. Tim, they have to be disguised. They have <laughs> to be disguised because it, it's dangerous to walk around in their marine attire. Yeah. They got to be dis- they got to go surfing and they got to go fishing to disguise themselves so no one knows they're marines. They're drinking beer. They're drinking beer. <laughs> they got to blend in. They're, they're hanging out at the nude beaches. They Looks are like a in fun time. The cheesiest attire. These guys yeah. are, this is why those Marines were dressed so dorky is because they're trying to yeah. blend in, but they're not. They look so out of place because nobody else on the island looks as dorky as they do. It's true. It's very true. So Sergeant Joe, he asks them when they work and uh, they say they don't have time to work. <laughs> it's too much fun blending in. Yeah, busy having a vacation. Busy, <laughs> too much fun blending it's in. Much, exactly, it's too much fun blending into work. So they go to see yeah. Wild Bill. Um, he he's he's dressed like one of the dorkies. Uh, he he's uh, he ups it though. Like he if if you're gonna be the CEO, you have to be yeah. the dorkiest dressed guy. Of course. So yeah. to add on to the camo shorts, 
the Hawaiian shirt with the sleeves ripped off. He's also wearing a lifeguard tank top. It says lifeguard on great. it, which is really, great. really, really great. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, that's a classic look. Yeah. So Wild Bill tells them that four of his men have disappeared. And he called asking for help from Washington, and they sent Joe and Jackson to help. Now, Joe and Jackson get invited to go water skiing, and Tommy's driving the boat, and mm-hmm. he is such a fucking dick, this Tommy. He, he is. I mean, we've said it already. He looks so dorky, and his acting is so bad. Yep. And his neck? Is so long. <laughs> well, okay. Maybe I, I might have noticed that. I don't know. It's the longest neck. <laughs> so long. Oh, I didn't. I don't think I was prepared to come out here and uh, take shots at his neck. But I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm, now that I think about it, I'm not gonna disagree with you. It's all I could see. It's all I could see was the <laughs> neck. Just the look on his face. Oh man. <laughs> now, when no one is looking, Tommy unplugs a wire on the boat, and the boat dies. So they have to push it to a nearby island. This is Tommy yeah. doing more sabotaging. That son of a bitch. That son of a bitch right in front of their faces. Like he's, he's, uh, he's bold. He's got some balls on him, you know, like he's got he, just uh, unplugging. I mean, they're all kind of taking a nap, but just like disconnecting the wires of the boat just right in front of them. I mean, he's, he's got it. He, it basically seems like he's got some urgency, you know, he's got to do this shit right now. He's got to, he's got to, you know, sabotage things immediately. Yeah. Now, the other dudes, they take a look at this engine to try to get it fixed for all of five seconds. And then one of them's just like, ah, screw it. Let's go swimming. What the fuck is with these guys? <laughs> it's like, what? No, fix the boat. You gotta fix Their the boat. boat gets beached and they're just like, let's We're swim. Done. Let's go swimming. Party. So everyone goes swimming except Joe who sees the wire has been disconnected and he just puts it back <laughs> yep. together. He fixes the boat. Great. He's like, oh, yeah, he's very smart. He uh, very, very, he's very perceptive. He picks up on stuff. Yes. Now he then Dean, he's on the beach. He sees five ninja come out from behind some rocks and they come after him. Yeah. The ninja were completely silent in that scene, which I thought was a nice touch. They just like killed the sound of the movie. Uh, just cool. to make everything feel silent. I, I did okay. like that. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, I really do like this scene, actually, in the movie, as the ninja are trying to grab Joe, but he keeps fighting them off one after another. And, I mean, he's geared up in some excellent clothing as well. He's in a body glove yeah. wetsuit with, yeah. like, no no sleeves and no, like, legs on it. Great. And he's in white sneakers. This is a very specific look. It's a good look. I liked it. I thought he looked great. The ninja, as they're like fighting, he's fighting them and he's trying to get away and he's like escaping and they have to follow. They did a really cool thing, Dean, where they needed to get up to a really tall rock. So they used like they created a ninja ladder out of themselves. Like one, one ninja went up to the rock. The second jumped on his shoulders. The third climbed up them, went on their shoulders. The fourth climbed up them, went on that guy's shoulders. And then a fifth climbed up. They made a human ninja ladder. And then they helped like everybody up once they made that ladder. That was very yeah. cool. I, I enjoyed that very, very cool. much. Very cool ninja stuff right there. Yeah. 
Then Jackson comes back from swimming and he's looking for Joe when a couple of ninja come out uh, of the rocks towards him and he has to fight them off. Yep. Now, this was a decent enough fight. We've already mentioned how massive Jackson is. He's definitely like your brute strength guy in the movie. Uh, Joe's more of your like finesse, uh, yeah. finesse fighter. And Jackson is just like just Hulk smash. But he does have some technique, too. But he's he's the Hulk smash guy. For sure. Jackson is the punch you in the face um, where, yeah, where Armstrong is like any weapon that a ninja pulls out, I'm like, okay, great. That's going to be his weapon soon. Like he, <laughs> he disarms them and then he uses the weapons against them. So if they pulled out anything, it's like, okay, uh, Armstrong's new weapon. Great. Where Jackson's just like, punch that weapon out of your hand, then punch you in the face. Uh, yeah. Uh, Joe Armstrong often kills them as well, or like breaks their bones where yeah. uh, Jackson just knocks them unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. So the ninja they keep coming after Joe. Uh, Ninja shows up, shoots an arrow at him. Joe catches it out of the air and then throws it back at the guy and kills him, which is pretty cool. Then we see 10 more Ninja show up out of the rocks. Uh, really, really good, long fight sequence. There was also a good use of weapons. We're seeing swords being used. They're using ropes. There's a wooden staff. The bow and arrow um joe's like whipping around a net at one point which was really neat but uh, they get overwhelmed joe and jackson need to escape and they climb up on a high rock up on a cliff and they have to jump into their boat that's passing by underneath wow now i read at this uh the cliff jump scene here steve james who plays jackson when he was up on that cliff with michael dudikoff ready for the scene he's like they were just gonna like obviously jump into the water right to get the get the take yeah he's like i can't yeah. i can't swim and oh. like dudikoff's like well we should probably get someone else to do this <laughs> so they get his stunt double to do okay to, to do it and the stunt double comes up and the stunt double says i can't swim oh no <laughs> they went back to steve james and said you got to do it and he would only <laughs> he would only agree if uh well, he only agreed when Michael Dudikoff said, "Like, look, we'll jump together, and I'll immediately pull you to the surface, and hold on, and hold on to you." And he's like, "Okay, wow, okay, bro, I'm in." Yeah, that's awesome. That's a lot of pressure on uh, Dudikoff there to jump in and then save him. Yeah, and also, I mean, Steve James, wow. like, if you can't swim, you're afraid to walk into like the shallow end of a pool, let alone sure. jump off, like, to, like basically go cliff diving. And that guy's all muscle. He's going oh, to sink, gonna like, sink a like a stone. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Now, Joe and Jackson report back to Wild Bill about the ninja. And Wild Bill, he wants them to help out. This is over his head. He needs help. Right. So they're... Wild Bill. I just want to say Wild Bill is um, one of the worst actors I've ever seen. Agreed. This is one of the guys who I'm like, this is someone's brother or someone's nephew. As, so, as soon as you said it, I pictured his face <laughs> with his stupid mustache yes. and his lifeguard shirt. So, I've, I've, so I've got horrible. a line. I've quoted a line coming up from him, which is fantastic. Right. I will never be able to deliver it as poorly as he does. Yes. Right. But I'll try. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> now, Tommy contacts his boss 
or her, whoever he's working for, and they want Joe dead. So Tommy invites Joe to that bar from earlier. It's called the Blind Beggar. We know mm. what we know what goes down at that bar. Marines disappear. Marines disappear. So Joe goes to the bar, and he continues to rock amazing outfits, Dean. He is now in a white shirt, jeans, a jean jacket, aviators, and his bright blonde hair is spiked up. Dude, this so is classic. like the look that Dudikoff pulls off Yeah, in these different scenes. It's like it's mind-bending. He looks so cool. He's like this is just just the definitive '80s cool guy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the look right there. Um, he looks awesome in this movie. It's it's what was great about you know Cyborg Cop. If you if you're gonna have these B movies, it's awesome that you have like your um, you know your lead just being like fucking awesome. You know, it just like looks so cool. Totally pulls it off in this. Like you just see him and you're like. That guy's the star of the movie. You know, you don't even need to you don't even need to hear anything about the plot yet. You're just like, that guy's gonna be the star because he just looks like the star. Yeah, I wonder if um like a lot of that came down to a face on the cover. And we need someone on the cover who looks like someone you want to watch an entire movie of. It's true, yeah. Like I I saw the cover. I like picked the movie, saw the cover, and I was like, I know him. I know that guy. Right. Not sure I've seen any movies, but I've seen him on a lot of covers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, this yeah. is back in the day when you go to a movie store and you rent a movie based on the cover and the two or three pictures on the back. O- For or sure. you know a name of someone. You're like, well, I know. Yeah. Obviously, I know Arnie. Any and if any of his movies are going to rock. Van Damme, that's going to be great. Um, yeah. But yeah, you need like a handsome, you know, captivating dude on the front to help sell the movie. Yeah, for sure. So Joe's at the bar, that same greasy guy confronts Joe, but Joe beats up four of his dudes and goes past them into the bar. He says he's looking for Tommy, and the bartender sends him upstairs to a room where Tommy's waiting. Joe's talking to Tommy, and he says he knows Tommy's playing both sides. Then the greasy guy kicks the door open. Joe beats four of them up again, and then jump kicks the greaser through the door. This was a great move. I like this. A great move. Yeah. Joe goes after Tommy. He's very upset at him. And Tommy basically says he had no choice. He says the lion has his wife. And we see Tommy walk over to the window. And he takes a spear through the stomach from outside. And he's dead. Right. With, yeah. With no no one to be seen. True. A little bit of stealth True. ninja action happening right bit there. Bit of stealth ninja action. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to explain to uh, my wife the difference between this movie and Duel to the Death because she doesn't know too much about ninja. I, I told her, I, Tim, I pointed her to our episode on, on, on ninja school. Um, but I said in this moment, if this was Duel to the Death, the ninjas would have somehow been the curtains. They just would have been the curtains <laughs> somehow. Right. That's very true. Yeah. And but I did like the stealth. It would have I did been... like the stealth piece. <laughs> the curtains would have been giant curtains. <laughs> yeah. And then they would have broke into, into smaller curtains. 100 ninjas and they all would have ran away. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dean, it's time for Wild Bill's quote. <laughs> yes. I don't like that tiny maggot. I don't like him at all. I mean, what is this? Ninjas, drug pushers, my men being kidnapped and murdered? 
This is really beginning to get on my tits. That's his line. Who talks like that? Who says gets on my tits? I, I don't know, I've Tim. I've never heard that said before. No. In in my time of speaking <laughs> the English English language. That is something that's never come across my nope. table. I was nope. fascinated. And to see it delivered yes. poorly, extremely poorly, from this guy in a lifeguard tank top with a Hawaiian shirt and the sleeves cut off and a cheesy mustache and camo shorts, and he's the leader of the Marines, it was a little bit overwhelming. <laughs> a little overwhelming. Um, uh, you're right. You can't quite capture it. And uh, yes, I've never heard that before. I just I just sat there with my jaw dropped, just trying to figure out what was going on. He definitely is just trying to get through his lines. He's not trying to think about like no who he's talking to or what has just occurred. He is just, just spitting out lines that he had trouble memorizing, and he's just trying not to screw up. He's like, okay, I just need to say them, and I need to be kind of an asshole. That's, that's kind of all he's got. Great addition to the movie. Wild Bill. He gets on my tits. So Joe and Jackson, they're invited to a party by Wild Bill where they see Leo the lion. And randomly a woman runs into this party calling Leo the lion a murderer and a drug dealer saying, he kidnapped my father. She slaps the lion right in the face. And yep. his glasses, his sunglasses, didn't even come off. That's how good he is. <laughs> That's, That's how... where I take notice of how good he is. Yes. They yes. didn't even how move. How evil he is. <laughs> <laughs> He's so menacing, Tim. And those sunglasses are so dark. They're black holes on his face. Oh, yeah. Yeah, look out. Just sucking in everything. Sucking in life and light everything into there he is so evil yeah well she gets uh taken away obviously you can't slap the big guy uh no, seemed like a bad choice right but joe and jackson they they see this they don't like to see women being dragged off and they follow them and they follow them to the blind beggar okay the only location that this movie could afford right. shoot <laughs> every second back. scene at the blind beggar Keep going back to there. Guess who's at the blind beggar? Hmm. Who? Puke shirt. He's always there. Yeah. He lives there. Why is this guy so fucking disgusting? He's so dirty. But now him and his men have weapons. I like that. Yeah. You get your ass kicked a couple times. You bring weapons. You bring weapons. Yeah. Now the kidnapped lady is being, um, she's dragged up the stairs. She's up on the staircase being pulled down the hall. And she screams out. Help. Help me, someone. Help. Me. <laughs> Sorry. That's my bad. Uh, they're taking me to the back room. Help. Please, somebody. Okay, wait. What? Why would you say that? Why would you say, help me? They're taking yeah. me to the back room. Yes. So, H How do you know that you're going to the back room? And who cares? Why do you? Why is that even included? Just help. Help me. Somebody help me. They're taking me to the back room. Well, so what? <laughs> are you with me, Dean? It's. I heard this I'm, and I'm okay. like, what the fuck is going on? Why are you talking like that? 
I'm definitely with you because I had to pause. I actually stopped the movie at this point. I had to pause and I had to try to figure out what was going on and why she would say, they're taking me to the back room. So then I thought about it and I was like, okay, what if someone was getting kidnapped and they were getting dragged into a car and maybe somebody was around the corner or somebody couldn't see and they're like, help, they're taking me into a car. (laughs) You know, you're just giving all the information just in case someone's not looking. So in case there was someone in that bar who wasn't looking at her screaming, help, help me, help. She's like, they're taking me to the back room. There's no way out of that place. It's like, they're just upstairs. <laughs> just scream for help. Someone will follow. There's no exit. You're, you're in, there's like four rooms up there. It was so weird. It was so strange that she said, they're taking me to the back room. Like, like people would know what the back room, like, oh no, right. the back room, like that's the place oh, you, you don't, don't want to go, go. You don't want to go to the back room, room because no. now we need to save you. If you said they were taking you to the second last room, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's fine. It's nice there. Yeah. They have pay-per-view in, in that room. But exactly. the, the back room? Yeah. The back? That means the trouble. Back? It was too specific. The back? They don't even have a shower in that room in the back room. Who tells her to say back room? Yeah. You know yeah, what? Right. I like that last take, but this time say back room. I'm going to the back room. <laughs> let everyone know yeah, where let you're them going. Know where you're going. <laughs> just we don't. We might not know where you're going. Yeah. Just let everyone know where you're going. We never get to the back room. That never even becomes no. a thing. It's a completely no. useless throwaway line. That so confused weird. The, confused the shit out of me. It's just one of those things where it's like they wrote it and they were like, ah, we just don't have time to try to make this work. We're just gonna have to go with the back room. Sure. We'll just keep it. Yeah. We don't have much of a budget for editing. <laughs> no. Now, great bar fight sequence here. Um, the This is what I'm talking about. You've got this huge rumble, this huge rumble that happens at this bar. And the steel drums kick in. And it's so playful. It's so goofy. Uh, <laughs> there's a There's a scene... Where 13, Dean, I counted them, 13 men and nice. women pile on top of Jackson and he nice. breaks out of them like Neo. Nice. And at the same <laughs> time, amazing. along with the steel drums playing, if that wasn't enough, they make the sound of bowling pins being knocked over when he breaks out of, of them. Of course. Of course they do. Why wouldn't they? Uh, there's no reason not to, not to do that. That's the sound of knocking over 13 people. Yeah. It's bowling pins. It was great. It was great. Now... Jackson, he's having an absolute blast in this fight. He's screaming out loud that it's a party. He's screaming (laughs) he loves it. He's cheering. He's letting guys hit him. He's just like, hit me. Punch me as hard as you can. Oh, that was pretty good. That's why he's my favorite. Try it again. He loves it. He loves the battle. Uh, Great, great scene. Lots of fun. Pretty good, pretty good action too. Like guys are being thrown from the second level down to the first level onto tables, and things are breaking. And yeah, it was it was good. I would say it's the best stunts um, for that reason. For like falling from second levels onto tables, like going through railings. Uh, for me, it's the most yeah, it's the most exciting kind of stunt stuff going on. Yeah, I buy that. Now, by the end of this fight scene, the woman has escaped, and both of Jackson's sleeves are gone. He was in like a. He was in like a full army gear, I think. And now he he's was, just sle- yeah, he sleeveless. Was. Yeah. They got ripped somehow in the fight. They got ripped. It was very good. Now, Leo the Lion is very impressed by Joe. And he says he wants that American ninja 
brought in alive. Mm. Oh, yeah. Classic bring him in alive plot. Then another pretty good fight scene as Joe finds where this woman lives, pays her a visit, but so do the ninja. So lots of action here. One of the ninja uses a, a blow dart, tries to hit the woman. Right. Joe blocks it with his hand. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, that was good. Then he hits the guy in the head with a throwing star. Best kill in the movie. Oh, for sure. Right in there. Right, right. in his head. And that guy Lodged just, right in his that head. That guy falls off like a three-story building. It was really good. Yeah, it was good. Joe's also using uh, Tonfa here, which is a weapon that we haven't seen in any of the previous movies. Very, very, very cool. They're like um, wooden, almost like wooden batons, but there's yeah. a handle um, that you hold in your hand, and then the baton kind of like goes down your forearm, and it would like be used to block swords from cutting into your arms. Right. But you can also right. like, you see people like spinning them around and turning them forwards and attacking with them. Very cool yeah, ninja cool. weapon that we haven't seen yet. I, I love the inclusion of that. I, I took notice. Um, the ninja start to swarm on Joe. And we see the ninja leader is here as well. Now, we've seen the ninja leader before at the beach on the rocks, but he's back again. And Joe and the woman have to take off. There's just uh, too many ninja. That's the thing with the ninja. Joe's really good at fighting them off. Same with Jackson. But there's always too many of them. It starts with like yeah. five, and they, they'll they'll kill those guys. Then it's like ten, and they'll kill like maybe half of them or more. But then before they're all dead, even more just swarm in, so they have to escape. Yeah. Now, this was a very fun scene as they're driving away. There's a ninja standing in the middle of the road, and Joe tries to run him over, but the ninja flips over the truck into the flatbed and punches through the back window. Right, yeah, cool. It's very nice. The ninja yeah. falls off the truck, but throws a grappling hook onto the truck and is now being <laughs> yeah. pulled by the truck. Right. Now, I would say this was some very, very good real-life stunt work. As someone is being yeah, dragged sure. behind a truck, holding onto a rope, and the dude is sliding all over the road, off the road, everywhere. Yeah. But as a ninja... He's slowly pulling himself up the rope. Like the rope has knots on it made for this reason. And he's able to pull himself right up to the truck again. Yeah. He gets on the truck. He smashes through the front windshield and they can't lose this guy. So they all decide to bail out of the truck. They've kind of gotten to the destination where they needed to get to. Um, there's a gas station right there. They let the truck sail into the gas station and it blows up. Now, man, Dean, I don't know if you took notice of this, but uh, the the woman here, the woman that's been kidnapped, her name's Alicia. Mm -hmm. She bailed out of the truck or okay. like her stunt person did. Yeah. And oh, my goodness, I felt so bad for this person. So the truck's moving at a pretty good clip. Uh, Joe bailed out. He did a nice roll. This person bailed out and landed in like a mound of grass. Like, was expecting oh. to hit a flat surface and roll. Okay. And oh, no. hit a mound. And oh, no. all of the momentum was just stopped dead. <laughs> and you oh, no. could see the reaction of that person's body. Okay. You ever been hit, like, real hard in the body? And you just kind of, like, you're like, Ugh. 
<sighs> and you can't yeah, move. It takes all the breath out of you. It takes all yeah. the breath out of you, and you're like, oh, fuck. And that's what happened. <laughs> that person was probably going, you know, I don't know, 40 kilometers an hour, jumped yeah. out hoping to roll, and just hit and stopped dead. Oh, that sucks. I did not see that. I did not notice that. Oh, that sucks. I watched it three times. I was like, ooh. <laughs> I wish oh, I got it. Ooh. ooh. Damn. Uh, that's got to hurt. Yeah, that's that can't feel good. So they got where they're trying to get to, which is a boat launch that Alicia was talking about because she's got a right, boat yeah. here that they can use yeah. to get to the island where her father is. Yeah. But they need to wait till nightfall. And we get this big sob story out of uh, Alicia here that her father was close to a cure for cancer until he ran out of money. Then the lion came in and like gave him the money to keep on, keep doing his research, but then like entrapped him and is now using him to biologically create ninja. So here we go. Here's a great villain plot. Cool plan. We're going to biologically yep. create ninja. Now she says the lion wants to kidnap her to use her as bait against her father. So he'll keep working right. for him. Right. So hold on though. If that's the case, why in the hell would she show up at that party and walk up and slap the lion in the face? Seems like a horrible idea. Wouldn't she stay as far away from him as possible so that she doesn't get kidnapped so they can't use her as collateral against the father? You would think. I would think. Yes, you're right. I would think. It's a pretty, it's a pretty bad idea. It's a pretty bad idea, especially just... It didn't make <laughs> it any did sense. It did not go over well... In the first place, for her just to walk up to him, slap him in the face, and yell, "This guy, this guy's evil to everybody. This guy's a drug dealer. This guy's," she just like everyone's like, "Ah, you know, get take her away. You know, this and don't listen to her." And on top of that, she shouldn't be around this guy. This guy's trying to capture her. She just ran into his arms. Yeah, it's dumb. Horrible. It's horrible. I like Leo the Lion's logo. Did you notice it? It is great. The logo is great. It's great. It's half lion, half throwing star. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wicked. Awesome. Yeah. Now we go to a fighting arena at the lion's headquarters. He has 150 ninja ready to go. He calls them super ninja. He says they're strong, obedient, heartless. And as many of them as he wants. And now it's time for a demonstration, which was so very weird. I don't get it. I don't get it. The demonstration, uh, it starts off very slow as they're just doing like, they're like going through their techniques. They're just showing you like what, what kind of techniques they can do. Sure. And yeah, it, but not menacing at all. And then it basically escalates to that ninja leader Jumping down into the arena and killing 15 of them. Why? What exactly is that a demonstration of? Why? And then you have somebody who's watching the demonstration being like, wow, how did you make them? They're so amazing. You're like, what are you talking about? That one guy just killed 15 of them. They're awful. They fucking suck. You should go back to the drawing board. It was absolutely the weirdest demonstration I've ever seen in my life. Like we thought the demonstration in Cyborg Cop was kind of <laughs> shitty. This was just like the worst. This is way worse. At least Cyborg Cop like blew someone's head off. It would have made more sense if Joe popped in here and killed 15 of them. 
but yes. their own leader just jumps in and kills 15 of them. He's like, this demonstration is boring. And just kills, kills 15, 15 of, them. of them by himself. And some old guys like, wow, they are amazing. Yeah. What are you talking about? They fucking suck. Uh, this is weird again. This is why I'm like, okay. okay. So the, the idea of genetically engineered ninjas is great, but the ninjas in this movie suck. So I was thinking, oh, the ninjas haven't been genetically engineered yet. And now we're going to see ones that are. And as soon as we see that group, they just get wiped out. It's like, okay, no, they just have sucked the whole time. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I don't. I, I thought maybe these ones were gene- genetically engineered as well. I think maybe they were just trying to show like how powerful the leader is to like make the final battle between him and Joe all that much better. Who knows know, what was going but... on? But anyways. And that final battle, not great. Terrible demonstration. Uh, final battle was okay. What? Okay, fine. Uh, Alicia and Joe have made it to the island. Joe has taken out a couple ninja, and they're now dressed as ninja, so they can camouflage okay, in. Okay, good. Alicia's yeah. father, the professor, is giving some government officials a tour of the next generation of ninja, Dean, the ones that you speak of. These ones will have increased knowledge of attack and survival by 100%. They'll be cunning, intelligent, and devious like a predatory tiger. They'll feel no pain and know no emotion but hate. Their muscles will be replaced with the strongest and lightest steel known to man. They'll run faster than an Olympic athlete and have the strength of a 10-ton crane. Yikes. They sound good. Um, they probably need to be a little more than 100% better. They need to be maybe 500% better. We'll see. There's four of them. Now, Wild Bill shows up with the Marines, and they just start blowing the shit out of everything. Jackson's yeah. <laughs> running around with a grenade launcher. He looks great here. He's Just having a great. great time. He's having a great time. Joe finds the four missing Marines. He lets them out. They all wander into that arena. The lights come on and the ninja come out. They want Joe so they can use his DNA to create the most powerful ninja. Okay. It's a great call. Yeah, it's a good call. Problem is you can't stop Joe. No. The Marines, they get killed pretty quick, but Joe is killing ninja after ninja until it's down to Joe and the leader of the ninja. Yeah. And I like this. Joe throws him a sword because the guy didn't have one. Joe has one. He's like, let's do this honorably. Throws him a sword. They kneel honorably before each other, but the ninja tries to cut Joe's head off in the process with a cheap Mm, shot. So they each land a cutting blow on each other. And then the ninja pulls out a shotgun, Dean. (laughs) Yeah, what the hell? (laughs) What a cheater. I like this, though. I liked he needed to resort to a shotgun. He runs out of ammo trying to hit Joe, so it's back to the sword fight. They take their time and circle around each other before they both run towards each other, where Joe lands three killing blow on the ninja. Now, Alicia's father, the professor, destroys those super ninja in like their cryo tubes. Yeah, Uh, yeah. They're they're yet to be released. He blows them up. Jackson is also taking out ninja himself, and everyone is now safe. We cut to a party at the Marines base where Wild Bill thanks them for their help. And those four Marines that were killed earlier in the arena, they're back. They're back now. (laughs) 
I don't know if you know <laughs> They're this. They're fine. <laughs> I don't know how you get knocked out in a sword fight, but they, they, I'm pretty sure they took sword hits. I was watching. They took sword hits and fell down dead, and then they were back. They most definitely took sword hits because I, I definitely was taking note of them because I was like, okay, let's see how good the ninja are against Marines. Like, okay, I know we got the one... The one guy, Joe, was obviously awesome. But, like, how do they do against, like, trained Marines? And the Marines were holding their own for a bit. And then I was like, oh, there goes one. There goes another one. There goes another yeah. one. They're all back. They're fine. <laughs> no yeah. problem. No, they're fine. We see Joe give a Swiss Army knife to a young boy who had helped them out a few times along the way in the movie. Yeah. And the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did have a question, Tim. What's this uh, army versus Marines thing going on in the movie? Because uh, the army, like the Marines there hate that they got army guys instead of Marines. And the army guys don't want to join the Marines at the end. They're like, nah, we're army. What's this going on? Do you know anything about this? Is this a, is this a real thing where the army and the Marines are at each other's throat? I, I, don't, I don't know if that's a thing nowadays. Um, yeah. I would think that might have been a thing back in the 80s. Okay. Just like, you know, what squad's better? Yeah, it just seemed it seemed yeah, it seemed so weird. It seemed like rivals, you know, like school rivals, like the school that's right across the street from you or something. Like they just both hated each other for no reason. Like you've always got army versus navy in college football. You know, they always like to test, that's true. test themselves yeah, that's against, true. against yeah. each other. I I think uh, marine I believe is like higher level than army, but Joe and Jackson said that they were rangers. Which, right, which is like the elite of the army, which would be on par, okay. on par with a marine, or or possibly even better. I don't, I'm not really okay. like up to date on my um my military stuff, but yeah, I, I like that when they said that to that marine, he had no idea what they were talking about. He's like, you, yeah. you guys aren't. He's like drinking in his uh his short shorts. You guys army? They're like, yeah, we're army. Oh, you're on the army. Oh, we don't like you guys. And then they're like, J- uh, Jackson was like we're rangers and the guy's like ranger i think he's never even heard of them what's a ranger yeah oh i never heard of that <laughs> yeah, we're, that's we're marines. anyways that's my the best answer i can give you yeah that makes there, sense there probably I mean, would have been like sense, yeah like you probably possibly could have felt like we're better than them because you know we go through harder training we're doing more dangerous missions uh yeah. maybe you know maybe the marines felt like they were special ops uh something like that so yeah 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 okay cool you know what though dean i will uh follow up on that and i'll get back to okay. you at the wrap-up episode where we like Great. to circle Thank back you. and talk about things yes. that maybe we missed uh during these episodes that's over on patreon you can get a wrap-up episode for two bucks a month Pump it up to five Pretty and you good. get uh, that plus uh, one or two additional bonus episodes. So check that out. Patreon.com slash Talking Back Podcast. Good deal. Okay, so let's get to our rating. Okay. I. What do you want to do? Do you want to go first or second here? Um, I'll go second. I don't think we're going to match up this time, Tim. We matched up the first two movies. We matched exactly. I don't think we're matching up. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we're very, very close. Okay. Okay. Because, I mean, I'm I've, I'm taking these ratings very seriously. Yeah, okay. same. Okay. All right. Weapons and tools. So 
do we get swords? Do we get the throwing stars? Do we get knives? Are they using bombs? Are they using po poison? Do they use ropes and grappling hooks, etc.? cetera? Uh, maybe they use something new that we haven't seen before. That's our category. So I thought this category was fantastic, Dean. Okay, they used a staff. They used a sword. They used a spear. They used ropes. They used a bow and arrow. They used a net. They used throwing stars. They used a blow dart. They used a sigh. They used a weapon called tonfa, which we've never seen before, which are gigantic knives, huge knives. They used a grappling hook. They used a butterfly sword. Okay, so there was no bombs. There was no poison. But this amount of weapons is certainly enough for me to give this category a 10 out of 10. This is all the weapons. They, can't, they couldn't possibly have more in the movie. So that's a 10 out of 10. Okay. Um, okay, yeah. I, I enjoyed the weapons in the movie. Um, so for me, it's weapons and tools. And I didn't think there was a lot of tools. I didn't think there was a lot of things that they used to help them accomplish something. It was just fighting. It was just things to fight with. Um, but the things to fight with was everything. Like they did have everything in there. They didn't have, like you said, they didn't have bombs or poison, which is sort of more of a, like poison, sort of more of a stealthy thing. And they weren't really that stealthy. And then bombs is maybe more of, you know, bombs could be a tool to get somewhere or, or, you know, uh, 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 it, to be used in a fight to gain you the upper hand. I didn't fall as high as 10. Uh, I have a seven just because I thought the tools, the tools were lacking. I, I thought that they were in the movie. The weapons were in the movie. The weapons were used appropriately, but there was nothing for me that was like extra that they were using to sort of like gain advantage in sort of the, the tools area. That's fair. I think it's a bit low. Like they did use that grappling yeah. hook uh, as a rope to pull up on the truck. That's a tool. Yeah. Uh, that was good. They had they had some stuff stuff like that. So um, yeah, that that's okay. So tactics, I will let you go first, but I'll just give a you know the brief overview of what we're looking for here. Are they being ninja? Are they using stealth? Is there infiltration? Are they burning castles down? Are they stealing documents? Are they trying to assassinate someone? Are they camouflaging themselves in trees? Are they hiding in plain sight? So what do you have for tactics? Uh, tactics, not great for me. Um, not really sure they're being ninja. The things that I have uh, of that, that you sort of listed off there, um, I have that they were trying to assassinate. At least, uh, I mean, they're trying to kidnap, but I would say that's a mission sort of similar to assassination. They're being hired to do something. So I had that. And then they did a couple cool things like the ladder that they made um, and then the grappling hook um, and, and, and sort of getting dragged behind. Those are cool ninja type things. But for me as a whole, this movie doesn't get ninja. Um, it, it, they're not sneaky at all. They're out in the open all the time. Um, they look dorky like, the, like they just don't move like I would want them to move. I'm low. I got a two here. Okay. The main tactic for the ninja in this movie relied in numbers uh, and it not mattering how many of them got killed because they could make more and hopefully overwhelm you. So I thought that was a really, really great tactic. That's something we haven't seen before, but there wasn't much else. The guy who infiltrated the truck, I thought that was fucking awesome. Uh, that was a great tactic as well. There was that one ninja that killed tommy without being seen cool like uh invisible invisibility tactic there 
But overall, I thought the tactics were pretty shitty. So I'm giving this my lowest score yet. I also gave it a two. Okay. Now, fighting and kills. What do the fight scenes look like? Are they well choreographed? How cool are the moves? Our limbs being lost? Our heads popping off? Do we like the kills? Do they get a reaction out of us? So for me, any 12-year-old who's watched a season of Ninja Turtles and the WWE could have choreographed this movie. Uh, the only cool kill was the guy who got the throwing star in the head. There were no heads or limbs popped off. But there was an enormous amount of fighting sequences in the movie. Uh, this was the most fighting out of any of the movies we've watched so far. Um, I would be very surprised if any of the movies we watch have more fighting than this movie. Uh, Joe does break necks. He breaks legs. He breaks arms. So for that reason, I'm going to give this a four. Okay. Um, yep, yeah, lots of fighting in it. Um, fighting for me is not great. Um, yeah, like you said, uh, choreogra- the choreography is not great. Uh, I just kept watching the 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 pu- the pu- um, punches being pulled. I kept watching watching like someone take a swing, but like try not to hit someone else. They would have weapons and they would like slowly move them towards Joe so he could grab it and move it out of the way. It just didn't work for me at all as an actual fight. There were a lot of fights going on. I did like one of the fights at the bar, people like falling through tables and over banisters. But as a whole, I was kind of watching it and thinking, I was thinking back to like the movies I watched when I was 12 that I really liked. And I really like Jackie Chan and like that fighting is so much better. It's just so much, there's so much more going on, so much more interesting. Uh, I gave it a two in fighting. Okay. Settings and locations. What's the aesthetic of the movie? Uh, We love seeing fights in fields and forests, deserts and water. Uh, We understand more modern movies might not have all that. So for them, what does uh, the set look like? How are they interacting with those locations and and stuff like that? So uh, go ahead. Uh, Okay, so settings, settings and locations. They didn't have a lot of locations, but they did have locations. Like they went back to that bar a lot. Um, But they did have the fight on the beach and it had not just the beach, but it had rocks like there was elevation. So there was like a, you know, a high ground, a low ground that that was being used in the fight. It wasn't just that someone was up there. It was like people on the high ground were trying to take advantage of the people that were down low. Um, Same thing in the bar. There was the elevation. There was the two levels and that allowed them to like break through tables, um, break through banisters. Um, There was... There was a couple other places that they ended up going to in the movie to have fights. And because there was so many fights, like it, ha- they did happen in a lot of locations. Um, so I was actually pleased with the locations and settings. Um, nothing like blew me away, but I thought they did a good job of where they went. So I gave it a six out of 10. Okay, cool. For me, we start off on the beach with this great fight scene. I love being on the beach like that. We're around rocks. We're on top of large rocks. I thought that was great. But for me, that was it. Because then we get three fight scenes in the same bar. Then the lion's compound, I thought was cool. It's a cool location, but they barely showed us anything. Like we only got a couple of scenes or sequences in that location. They could have done far more. 
For me, I think this movie really needed a better variety of locations. I understand it's a very small budget, so they had to reuse stuff. They couldn't show you a lot in some of their larger locations. Uh, but for me, I'm giving settings and locations a three. I was not impressed. Okay. Now, fun factor. Did we have fun with the movie? Would we watch it again? Would we buy the Blu-ray? Did it go fast or was it a slow drag? Um, now, I'm going to say I really did enjoy this movie. Like, it was a fast watch for me. I was not checking my watch to see, like, how much time's left. This movie, like kind of flew by um i found myself smiling a lot like i was enjoying it just a movie can be fun without it being good obviously like bad movies can be fun as well i thought this kind of like fell in the middle where yeah it was bad but some of the bad was fun and some of the bad was cringeworthy um i'm definitely not buying this on blu-ray uh, I, I wouldn't even say I'm going to watch it again, but I do like watching these types of movies and I did have a fun time watching this. So it was enough for me to give this a four in fun factor. Yeah. Um, fun factor. Um, definitely when it started, I was having a really good time. Um, I, like I said, I watched it with my wife. We were having fun cracking jokes. That's always a fun time for me. I do like watching bad movies like this, like movies that are just fun. Uh, I do have a good time with them. Um, I, I found myself getting frustrated towards the end that the ninjas were so bad and that everyone was saying they were so good. So that actually got me a little frustrated. I think if no one was claiming that they were amazing i would have been able to handle it a bit more but like as it was going on i just i found myself getting frustrated that that the movie thought they were awesome when really they aren't um this one guy's taking all of them down so um yeah that kind of got in the way of my fun but it's there you know th there's a little bit of fun there for sure um definitely not going to watch it again uh definitely not going to buy it on blu-ray uh, i'm a three out of ten in fun factor okay cool so our scores for American Ninja 2, The Confrontation, I have a 23. Dean, you have a 20 for a total of 43. And our ranking is Duel to the Death, a perfect 100, Ninja, a 78, and American Ninja 2, The Confrontation, a 43. And okay. I, I am... I'm not upset about that at all. No. Like when I look at these scores, I do not think that American Ninja 2 is even half as good as Duel to the Death. So I like where it's sitting with its number. Like it, yep. it belongs That's... there. Do I recommend yeah. people watch it? Yeah. If like we've talked about it, if like if you're into B movies, you want, you know, just a random, bizarre, kind of fun, silly action movie that's kind of terrible, this is great. But I'm not recommending this as like a really good movie to go out and watch. But yeah, I, I like that score. I, I'm like, we're pretty close on that. So that was pretty close. I think you were a bit light on the weapons and tools. Uh, that's all I'll yeah. say. Having having like 15 or 20 different types of ninja weapons, I think that's that's enough to get, for me more than a seven that's that's i think there's going to be movies that come up that don't give us 20 different ninja weapons and yeah. it's going to be 
Yeah, I, I think I don't know. That that's fine. I'm I'm okay with that. Maybe I just have a different idea of like what the weapons what the weapons Yeah, well that. we have yeah, we have a three point gap and that's where it is. It's it's in weapons and tools. We have a three point gap as well. Um I just yeah, for weapons and tools, it's like I, I want the use as well. And uh so when I'm when I'm distracted by the fighting of how they just get their weapons taken from them so easily, I know that's in fighting. That should actually be in fighting, not weapons and tools, but the use is a little bit of it as well, and that's why it dropped a bit for me. Yeah. For me, there were just so many that... Yeah. Makes sense. The volume. It, yeah. it very early... Actually, after just the beach scene at the beginning, I was almost close to a 10, and they just kind of kept going with it, but... Yeah. Uh, it's all good, though. Cool. Okay. Everybody listening, uh, please help support Talking Back. Tell your friends about us. Uh, share an episode... You can uh, rate and review the podcast. That helps us. You can check out buymeacoffee.com slash talking back. You can drop a, a one-time donation there if you'd like to contribute. And check us out on patreon.com slash talking back. You can sign up there to be uh, become a patron and gain access to exclusive episodes. And uh, we don't think you'll be sorry if you do that. And that would help us out. So please check that out. And now that this episode's over, don't worry, head on over to bfopnetwork.com and check out one of the other amazing nostalgia-based podcasts in our network. We promise you'll find something you like. Dean, thank you for joining. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will catch you next time. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la.